Hello, everyone. Welcome to our latest edition of Bulls in the Ring. Uh, again, me and Joe are separated. Again, I'm getting a little angry here. It's it's starting to it's starting to wear on me. Me too. I'm but, getting uh, I'm getting withdrawals. Yes, Joe's at his abode, and I'm on the back deck. Hopefully, next week uh, we'll be in the same vicinity. Summertime is it's yeah. busy. It's so busy this summer where it just yeah, it's hard I, to get together. I, to do other than watch TV and smoke cigars. Yeah, I know, right? It, it's really is. Uh, it, it's something else. Beginning of the summer, I'm like, shit, I don't have anything really planned, and all of a sudden, stuff starts like coming out. So, but uh, so, uh, how's your summer been? How's your week been so far? My week is good. Um, I started driving again. I got the cast off, so I've been driving. Yes. Yeah, you mentioned that last week. How's the boot? Yeah. How's the boot going? I took it off. I said, "Fuck it." Really? Just, yeah, I'm not the only. Um, I actually called my doctor today, and she—I didn't talk to her specifically. I talked to her. Uh, I don't know if it was her secretary or one of the office staff, but I guess she wasn't too happy that I wasn't wearing it. But it's just—I can imagine. Extremely, <laughs> and I just—I just—I hate it. I—I—it uh, digs into my calf. It—it. It, it's so hot out that the the Velcro that connects with it, mm-hmm. the uh, the glue on it, like, melted. So, like, it just, like, sloshes around in this fucking boot. It's too big. I just hate it. Well, I'll tell you, you really had shit luck when it comes to... You were okay with the cast because it wasn't that hot, but the last week... Oh, yeah. It's been brutal. <laughs> it's been really yeah. fucking brutal. Yeah, I've, I've been quite lucky with that. Uh, it was uh, it was last weekend. Um, I think it was like in the nineties, and uh, my wife and I came up with a, a, a plan to sneak into a hotel pool. Okay, and we, we we did research. Like I I she does it. She she's like oh we'll just walk in and and jump in. And I'm a little more cautious, so I like researched like. What to do and uh, like, uh, like a example of that is. Was there a YouTube channel on this? Did you YouTube it? No, I didn't. I, I really should have. I didn't really think about it. Um, what website did you go to for sneaking into a pool? I Googled it, and apparently it's a thing. Okay. Yeah, it, it's a thing, and so like one tip is, you don't walk in with your bathing suit or a towel. Don't bring a towel. Okay. I, I don't encourage this <laughs> because I, it's. It's a, it's somewhat illegal, but um, yeah, don't walk in with the ba- with your bathing suit on. Don't bring a towel. Uh, what if I'm skinny dipping? Could I just walk in naked? I mean, you could, but I think that's frowned upon. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we found a place. Uh, I'm not gonna say the the exact place, um, but it's in uh, it's in Jersey. And we walk in and. It was. It could not have been any easier. <laughs> but it was a small hotel. It was a small hotel pool. And I go to the bathroom. I get changed. And um, I remember going out to the car to put my shoes away. And I see three women walking in with their bathing suits, with their towels. And I'm like, I have, I'm like, I don't think we're the only ones sneaking into a pool today. So, so I get back to the pool, and there must have been 10, uh, 10 black women sitting by the pool, and they were, like, taking, like, pictures of themselves. They are like, jumping in the water and splashing around, and one's on the, on the, 
on the outside of the pool taking pictures. And I told my wife, I'm like, there's no way <laughs> they're staying here because I saw a few of them walk in. And as it turned out, like we, we were there for like maybe two hours. Um, you know, kids are splashing around because it, it was such a tiny pool. No matter where you were in the pool, you're getting splashed. Um, and, uh, you know, they, these women left around the same time we did. And I seen Sounds all like the dogs they, in the bathtub. What was that? Sounds like it was dogs in the bathtub. Pretty much. Yeah. And, but they, we all lived around the same time. That's I, it, Mr. X on that. Just so, uh, Mr. is that a Mr. Xism? Yeah. He, he, that's an old school one. He should, he should enjoy that. I'm sure he'll text us Monday. Yeah. <laughs> he'll text us and let us know what it is, or let me know what it is at least. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they, they we all come out and I see them all separate and go to their cars and they left. So I'm like, shit, you know, here I am thinking we're like the only ones doing this today. And I mean, <laughs> I'm pretty sure everyone at that pool snuck in. <laughs> now, what were you doing in Jersey? Were you just down at the shore? No, we no no. It was it was not too far from where I am. Oh, and if you know it. where I am, you could kind of put two and two together. Where in Jersey this took place? Is it a very odd shaped building? Uh, no. I mean, it's it's a known hotel. We didn't have our uh... no. Um, no, 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 no! It wasn't there. It wasn't. Um, I'm talking. It was in. Uh, it was in Bergen County. Okay. Oh, but, I thought you were down shore. No, 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 down, no. And you were staying at a hotel, but you decided to sneak into a different. No, room. we've done that before. When her and I started dating, I went to go. I actually met some of her family that weekend, um, and we snuck into a pool. There, and they're a lot stricter there. Dude, you're like a klepto of fucking water. <laughs> well, you know, I didn't want to be like a fucking pussy, so I was like, yeah, I'll sneak into a pool. Uh, meanwhile, I am, and I'm like shitting bricks the entire time, and I'm looking around, I'm like, that guy's looking at us, he knows he knows, we're, he knows, we're doing this. Uh, but yeah, that's that's why I had it. it was so freaking hot, like, because we don't really know anyone with a pool, and anyone who is, like, lives far away. So we, we you know, our options were a little limited when it came to cooling off on Sunday. I got you. Yeah. So, uh, what did you do this week? Um, Besides, take your boot off. <laughs> I took my boot off. Uh, I actually had to go up to my job, and I, when I walked in, um, you, you've noticed it since you've seen me. Um, I grew out my facial hair, the, mm -hmm. like the six strands that I do have. Yeah, you have like a goatee. Uh, well, like a separated goatee. Yeah, separated goatee and a mustache. Yeah, but. I walked in like they, they all kind of were uh, taken back by it because it, it is surprisingly long, especially for me. Um, like I said, it's it's a little uh, bushy. Right. Or, you know, I hit puberty last week, so I'm doing pretty good right now. Oh, congratulations. Yes. I got my first uh, ball hair. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else did I do? Uh, that was pretty much it. I, I kind of said I've been watching the World Cup and... Have have you um have you gone uh, you know because we're big movie guys have you seen any movies since you've been released <laughs> yeah uh, we went to go see Solo finally oh what do you think I liked the oh, movie <laughs> here we go here we go <laughs> I know that pause uh, I think that we can we can talk about it it's been out in the theaters you know, for almost two if you haven't fast forward a little bit. But it's been yeah. out a month. I think it's fair game to talk about it now. 
Yeah, we'll give you a thumbs up when 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 you can turn it back on and listen. Yeah. So uh, turn it off now, and uh, we'll let you know. Wait when for the thumbs up. Yeah. I like the movie. If I if I didn't know that it was a prequel or anything along those lines, I would have loved the movie. I had two big problems with it. One, and you talked about it, the uh, like with Chewie owing Han. To me, it was very weak. Um, I agree. I agree. I was expecting more. For a few days. Big deal. Mm. Well, I think he was in there longer than that, wasn't he? Well, they said that he hadn't been fed in like three days. He hasn't been fed in three days, but that means he might have been there for weeks or months. Yeah, but I mean, he's in jail. I I don't know. It kind of, to me, it was a very weak way of doing it. Well, if you, um... I don't know if you ever read any of the the old Star Wars extended universe books. It was almost I, yeah. I, I never I never read them either because there's just so many. By the time I kind of knew about them, and he did Han did save Chewie from slavery. That's how it did start. So they kind of remained true to the to the extended universe. Yeah. Um. But you're right. I, I, when they when it happened, I'm, I I actually thought something else was going to happen in the movie. Where I would almost. Like when he was on that, uh, that, that, uh, the monorail and he like pulled him away from getting crushed by the rock. I thought that had a more meaningful life save than, than getting him out of jail. I mean, it might have because, I mean, I think that's what kind of cemented them as being bonded and being friends that he cared enough about Chewie to save him from that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, but, uh. Yeah, I, I like I, I I can agree with you on that one. What's your second one? My second one, and it it really bothered me. And from the moment that it took place, because you explained to me, you said you didn't want to explain too much. You said there's a big reveal in it, right? So I'm like, all right. So I'm waiting. I'm waiting. And you said when you were in the theaters, everyone gasped. It was yeah. like this big. No one gasped. No one said a thing. <laughs> but I also saw it opening night. Yes, people true. might have heard. The, or the, the theater was actually pretty packed for it being, being almost two months into it being open. You know, premiered. Well, that's good. But, that's bombing, apparently. <laughs> yeah. But he came on, and as soon as he, as soon as we can say who it is, right? Uh, yeah. Hopefully, you're not listening, still, people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't give you the thumbs up yet. Yes, it was right. Darth Maul. Darth, yeah, it was when Darth, Darth Maul. Maul up on, the, on the screen, I was like, as soon as it happened, like instantaneously, like I did that like dog head tilt, and I'm like, this is fucked up now. Because <laughs> it fucked up the timeline. How? But how did it fuck up the timeline? Okay. Darth well, here's Maul, the thing. Hold it, on. Before, before you get started, here's the thing. The cartoons, the like the um, the Clone Wars cartoon that was out a couple years ago, and then there was a Rebels one that was on for a few years. That is considered now as Star Wars canon. So anything that happens in those cartoons is. I'm not even talking. Man. But the, the, um, this is what I'm trying to say. It's legit. Okay. Darth Maul made appearances in those cartoons. Okay. All right. 
All right. So now, what is your? Well, explain what you're thinking. Maybe I can rebuttal it. All right. Basing it just off of the movies. Right. Just off of the. Darth Maul was the bad guy in the first Star Wars. Right. Star Wars, um, the Phantom Menace. Okay. Yes. At the time, Anakin Skywalker, who later becomes Darth Vader, was mm-hmm. nine years old in the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Han Solo, for argument's sake in this in this movie, is eighteen. We'll say he's eighteen because he joined the the, uh, the Imperial uh, forces at that time. Right. Okay. So he's nine years older than Anakin. Right. Now, Anakin had a child at 19. So now you have nine years plus nine. You're at 19 years now. Okay. Before Luke Skywalker's born. Well, wait, Han. But who says Han? How old was Han when Phantom Menace came on? That's what I'm saying. Well, I think I remember hearing something that in. (sighs) And he would actually be older because Darth Maul dies when Anakin is nine, mm-hmm. which means that Han, at the time when Darth Maul dies, is minimally 18 years old. Minimal. And he has to be even older because he said he was in the army for three years. So you have 18, he's 21 now. You see what I'm saying? Well, yeah, but the movie takes place after episode three. It takes place between episode make, three and episode four. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, though. Darth Maul died. He got cut in half. Yeah, but he came back. He came back. They discovered him alive. They actually discovered him alive between, if you want to be technical, between episode two and episode three during the Clone Wars. Which is that standalone movie, then. Yeah, it's like a standalone card. It's not standalone because oh. it's part of the whole thing, but it's canon. Yeah, it happened between episode two and episode three. Alright. Yeah. See, they don't they never really told you how old Han was. Even with even with that, that means that Han Solo is minimally eighteen years older than Luke and Light. Um Theoret- theoretically speaking off of what you're saying. Where in the movie I would say so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But when you go to a new hope, they're like they look like they, they could be uh, in high school together. You know, one might be a senior, one might be a freshman. They're they're not that far in age. Um and then I would say I would say Han's about ten years older than Luke when a new hope begins. See, I, I, I don't see the timeline. I think it's I think they fucked up the timeline. I'll admit it's probably a little off. I don't think it's as off as you think it is. I, but I would say, I would say Han's pushing thirty. I would say he's probably like 27, 20. I know me and me and Big Papa and uh, another friend of ours, Justin, actually kind of discussed this. I think like the next day or the or that night or whatever, and we were trying to figure out how old Han was throughout that mo- throughout Solo, the movie Solo. Um, They might be like a year or two off or something like that, but I don't think it's that extreme. See, but I still think like Luke, because think about it, Anakin 
in between two and three is approximately 19 years old. Is he? They say that he's nine in Phantom Menace, and in the second one, he's 19. And that's okay. when he born their child. So he is 19 years old. During, during, uh, during uh, Attack of the Clones, he's yes. 19. All right, so then so, how old would he be? Was he in um, uh, Revenge of the Sith? It would, all right, at best, maybe. It makes Han 10 years older than him, but he doesn't look that much older. He and doesn't, but, but, I mean... Uh, you also got to remember, most actors, especially back then, didn't really portray their age like it is now. I mean, a good example is Nano Two and Those they were all in their late twenties and thirties, and they're high schoolers. I don't know, and that, and then you know I, mean? I don't like. To me, it seemed like the rebellion started during Solo. I think it started a little before Solo. A little before Solo, but the group that was on the at the refinery with them kind of seemed to be the kickstart to it. They were the core group getting it going. Okay. All now, right. Then, in 10 years, do they get that powerful that they can take down this? Me- yeah. I, th- I honestly, I believe that they, cause they, they got rid of all the Jedi or most of them and the rest of them were in hiding. So there was no opposing force to them to stop them from taking over. They had, they had the whole government. Yeah. Every, everything was and, in their power. So yeah. And how does the rebellion, being that small, I, I, I don't know, it just... Well, that's like anything. There's always like a secret... Oppo- I mean, look at now. There's, I mean, there's always some kind of like, there's always something out there that's opposing and it always starts small and apparently gets a little bigger and bigger and bigger, you know? Yeah, right. so. I don't know, but to me, that was my, uh, that was my problems with it i guess okay all right I, res- I respect your your problems with it i think if it was if i didn't know the history of it great yeah. movie I, at that point if I it was I fantastic know, yeah yeah it was but because of that oh i got a surprise for you oh okay what's that look what i am having right now wow look what i'm having yeah <laughs> almost there you go. all right he's had everyone who t- couldn't see um, I jumped to the uh, the Fiesta side, and I'm having a Corona Light, and Joe's having a uh, Corona uh, Premium. Yeah, Premier, yeah. Premier. Because we're not together, and we can't celebrate in person that we're drinking yes. the same beer tonight. <laughs> so I, I thought I'd, I'd uh, I, I'm surprised you didn't see it as I was taking No, six, I wasn't, but... I wasn't really paying attention to that part. Okay. Uh, but what I am paying attention is what you're smoking. What are you smoking this week? I'm smoking a uh, Diesel Rage. Mm-hmm. It's very good. You like your diesels? Yes, I do. I do. What do you got? I uh, I am smoking an H Upman. Mm-hmm. Very good. Good, good smoke. Yeah, very good. I like it a lot. It's, uh, it's a darker cigar, and uh, it's it's, uh, it's really good. Put so, a little more hair on your chest. Yeah, uh, I don't need any more hair. I actually got I got I got to do a little shaving before I go swimming this summer. <laughs> okay. I feel a little. Yeah, you might. Have- at that pool. Oh, I know. I think I did. <laughs> I think they closed down, actually. <laughs> so, Speaking of uh, hair, I, I got to ask you this. Okay. Um, 
you know, from in the past, I always used to shave my head. I would just get a, you know, a, a buzzer and just kind of buzz it down. Right. I recently started to uh, go and get pay for my hair to get cut. Um, and you go go to you go to a, a salon. Um, or a I've. I go to Supercuts now only because like I used to I used to go to salon, but I still have to make appointments like a month in advance, and I'm not good with appointments because then that day I'm like I don't feel like going and doing this. Like I was supposed to have a dentist appointment about two weeks ago, and I, I rescheduled it because I just didn't feel like going. Okay. Um, I'm more of a. All right, today I feel like getting a haircut. My hair is getting longer. I know I need a haircut, so I'm gonna go today. So I usually so go to. A, yeah, or I um I go to Supercuts, which is kind of like a chain. Um, haircut place. So I usually do that. Like I'm actually, I actually need to go tomorrow and get a haircut. Uh, well, I got mine done. Like I said, literally, like two hours ago. Yeah. And like I said, I never liked you know paying for it because I would always just shave my head. But in the past, I'd say what two years, I've let my hair grow out and I kind of comb it now. Right. Uh, the one thing that I just absolutely love. Is when I go there, like the girl today, um, she's like, "Do you do you want to? You want me to wash your hair?" Okay. And it's weird, and it doesn't sound very manly, but it is like the greatest thing ever. And after having like this leg, where I was like kind of uncomfortable, I, I'm telling you, I almost fell asleep in the chair. It was absolutely fantastic. No, I, I don't like that. I like getting my hair cut and then getting out the door <laughs> as fast as possible. Oh, really? oh no. Nah, it's, oh, no, it's like a, my wife goes and gets a haircut, and like it takes them a long time to do it, and I just I don't know how she sits there. I can't do it. You know, one time I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be a little ballsy because they do offer you like drinks, like you can get like a glass of wine or champagne or something. One day I'm Where gonna like, jump go? on it, like, <laughs> <laughs> I go to a place in uh, Warwick. All right, and they offer you wine. And you said, and you know what? You said and during a text, you said I don't do classy things. I'm going to be classy one day, and I'm going to do it. I get a ha- I get a, the hot towel thing that cleans the hair off of me. That's that's about as classy I get with the haircut place. Oh, uh, see, I, I, but that 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 was just. Uh, I know that you used to go to get you know like it done at. Didn't you go to like the same person? Yeah, for years since I was a kid until like maybe. Uh, Maybe like 10 years ago, I stopped it. But what happened with her was she used to get booked like for months. So to get in there, I, I had to make, I had to book like six weeks, six weeks in advance. And she was, she was that good. And another problem was I think she started getting like carpal tunnel and she would cancel a lot. Oh, okay. So it got to the point where I was going two months without a haircut and you see how fast my hair grows. Like, and, yeah. It's like a fro up there. <laughs> yeah, it was actually pretty long. I didn't realize how long it was. Like, she combed it. She's like, how much do you want to take off? And she combed it down, like, mm-hmm. almost from my face. And it was almost down to, like, the tip of my nose. Really? So I was like, yeah. I never but noticed. Remember, I couldn't drive. So, like, I was, like, for two months, I was sitting in the house just, like, fucking Howard Hughes. I'm surprised you didn't cut it yourself. Yeah, you know what? It, I did do the sideburns. I, I, I trimmed them down. Oh, that I do. Yeah, that I do, too. I do on my own. But I had to get it cut because, like I said, it is getting a little warm. We plan on doing a few trips and everything, so. Yeah. But, you know, we're, we're, we're getting into the summer mode. Yeah. So I wanted to get the haircut to be a little cooler. Well, that's why I started shaving my beard off. 
now I just I kind of do like a very close buzz because it's just so fucking hot. It's I don't need anything else to <laughs> make me hotter. No, I hear you. Uh, you know, I, funny thing is, yesterday I was pondering it, and just so everyone knows, we're recording Thursday right now. Yeah. So we'll hear this Saturday. So yesterday was Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite holidays because it is all about America. Yeah. And to me, nothing is more American. And this was actually the first year that I got to enjoy Fourth of July, sit down and watch this live. Was the Nathan's hot dog eating contest? Oh and yeah, I, I didn't watch it, but I was I was getting updated about it. Oh, it lived up to expectations. But I heard they fucked up. Yeah, they did. They, there was a little controversy. What happened? Um, they they he broke the record, and then they're saying that he didn't break the record, or. What happened was him and the guy sitting next to him, they were pulling hot dogs from the same plate. So I guess one way that they count how many hot dogs you eat is you have a plate in front of you. You you know, you eat your plate. But I guess there was a plate that was like kind of in between him and Car- Carmen. Joey, mm-hmm. Chest- or, uh, Joey Chestnut and uh, Carmine Sacconi, I think it was. Okay, I can't believe you know the other guy's name. Yeah, <laughs> trust me. And they uh, they ended up, like I said, doing that. So, and that's how they got all screwed up. Yeah, it, it got all screwed it's up. It's a big thing. Like, mm-hmm. people, like they're thinking about changing some kind of rules now. And oh yeah, there's like forty grand on the line for this. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. Gr- and some girl, the girl, some girl won too in the women's division. Who's like this skinny little Asian girl? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're oh, they're, yeah, they're tiny. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, what's her name? I think Mika Sudo, and then Sonia Thomas is the other one. Those are the top two females. <laughs> you know, you're funny. You know all the all like the uh, how I say this the lower sports. You know, like everything about it. it, it it's, it's, it's like it's, curling, like curling or uh, hockey. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the better question. Okay. Would you can consider competitive eating a sport? Absolutely. Okay, it's something because well, you, you have to. It's something you train for. You have to train for. You can't go in a cold. You'll you'll choke to death or shit your yeah. pants. <laughs> I think if it's. I, I think if you have to train for something, I think it's considered a a sport. All right. Are you I mean, not expecting that answer? <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm sure that uh, we're going to be getting tons of texts about that coming up after that one. Why? Between, between the king and Mr. X. And, <laughs> oh, well, this one time, I trained for doing this. <laughs> but it, it's true. Like, you train for, like, uh, I mean, I guess it, it depends what you're really training for. But, like, a lot of people train for the Olympics. Those are all sports. Even like yeah. weight, weightlifting and uh, shot putting, those are sports. What about running of the bulls? Do you really train for that? I don't know. I wouldn't consider it training. That's more like running for your life. Yeah, I don't think that's training. I think just they're drunk Mexicans who <laughs> say, hey, fuck it, let's do this. Would you consider swimming a sport? Yeah, definitely. Then? Without a doubt. Well, swimming is literally like sink or swim. But you trained for it. You can't, again, you can, I can go, but it's, it's, 
you're, if it's competitive swimming, it's not swimming around my pool. I think that's not that's not a, a sport. That's but like if you're doing like a Michael Phelps, and yeah, of course it's a sport. All right, you're yeah, I, <laughs> every week. There's a I'm fucking day. I'm glad that you see eye to eye with me on it being a competitive uh, eating thing. Yeah. If anyone doesn't agree, come on Twitter and, and uh, debate us. Yeah. But better bring your A game because I will. Uh, I will have some rebuttals for you. I wouldn't put it in the same categories like basketball or baseball or whatever, but it's definitely a sport. Okay. It's definitely a sport. Uh, and uh, you know, speaking of uh, <laughs> lesser known sports, hockey was a, a lot of hockey. I'm joking about that. <laughs> Hockey's definitely. Hey, a, a, you offended either. You offended everyone north of the border. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I offended a lot of our friends too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, your boy jumped ship, huh? You know what? I'm not mad at him. Listen. You were mad the other day when he found when you found out. This is the reason why, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a little bit of a tirade now. I'm gonna get a little angry for uh, Big Papa. You know okay. he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna sass me when he sees me, but I didn't like the way that it went down. You got to look at it this way: hockey is a very unique sport. Mm-hmm. It is a very loyal sport. It's um. You think for, it's it, loyal? Oh, absolutely. 100%. And I'll explain that. But for it, it is also a, um, for it being as violent as it is, it is a gentleman's game. Because the one thing that baseball, football, and basketball all have um, that no one really thinks about is free agency. When you become an unrestricted free agent in basketball, baseball, you can switch teams. It's not a big deal. Okay. Well, that that depends. That really depends. Hockey, though, we'll get there. <laughs> John Tavares is a very good player. He's you know an all a perennial all star every year, and he in probably the past decade, if not decade and a half, was the biggest name to hit free agency. So you're looking at a, what I would consider a 15 year span where someone of his caliber actually hit the free agent market. Steven Samkos was right there, but ended up re-signing a few years ago. This doesn't happen all the time in hockey. So for something like this to happen, it's major. It's a very big thing. Right, yeah, okay. What I didn't like, so for him leaving, I hear it's like, wow, maybe this will make hockey maybe a little more unpredictable. Mm Mm-hmm. Because usually what happens is if someone's either coming up on their contract, they get an extension, or they get traded. The thing that bothered me about Tavares was he said, I don't want to be traded. I want to stay here. I want to be a career Islander. I want to, I want to, I like being on Long Island. He, he, for it being a New York uh, team, he didn't really fold to the pressures in New York. He was good on that. Then he goes out and just, stabs us in the back where we could have traded him at the trade deadline if we knew he was unhappy and this is where i think he was this is what gets me mad at him is the fact that this was calculated i think that this was a plan for maybe two years in the making okay toronto has been 
perennially bad. They've been bad for the past five years, pretty much since when Matt Sundin retired. They've ended up getting a very good young pool of players. They have a very young team that is very good. Where he's not a gentleman and kind of went against the code of hockey, if you will, is if he said, listen, I'm probably not going to stay here. Trade me. I'd like to go home to Toronto. My childhood dream is to go to Toronto and play. Mm-hmm. You know, all this stuff. If they traded him, and this is where I think it's been that two-year plan, they would have had to have given up a good amount for him, either draft picks or one of these young they would have gotten. They would have gotten a good amount, yeah. They would have gotten a good amount from him. He didn't want to do that because he's, in my eyes now, greedy to win a cup. Granted. Well, I mean— and- and I'm not. I'm not sticking up for him because I, I agree with you on a lot of points. But if you're not in any sport to win a championship, then why are you in the sport? Everyone wants to win a championship. And a lot of people. And and listen, this isn't only Islander fans. A lot of people say that oh, the Islanders didn't put a good team around them. I have twofold on this. One, I actually checked back since his rookie season. He had one year. I don't count the shortened season. Of like, I think it was twelve and thirteen, okay. where it was like half a season. Yeah, and he did. If they doubled the games and made it a full season, these guys would have all been. He would have had, other than his rookie year, he had three to six twenty goal scores on his team with him. There was scoring wasn't an issue, goaltending wasn't an issue for a little bit. The last few years, it's been a little lacking, and the defense has been bad. But you have captains that put teams over the edge. You have players that put teams over the edge. Do I think the 94 Rangers could have won the Cup if it wasn't for Messier? Probably not. Do I think that the perfect storm of the 86 Mets coming together, you know, Keith, Carter, if they weren't on that, if you had Doc and you had uh, Straw, they may have been contenders, but those other guys came in and elevated the team. Tavares was on the team and never elevated it past mediocrity. Well, yeah, you're, and you're right about that. I mean, shows I, that you're not, but that shows he was a captain of the team. That shows that you're not playing to that extra level because there's been multiple times through his tenure here that other guys on the team, not superstars, some of them now are barely getting play time, have scored, if not more, goals than him. That's where I think a lot of this is uh, where I look at him and I'm like, you know what, you were a captain, you're a great player, but you never elevated the team. And to me, he didn't have that part the last two years. Well, do you think that could have been, I mean, kind of go back to what you were saying, you're right, it's it's all about puzzle pieces fitting together. And I think a good example of that is um, the Bulls in the 90s, when you took Jordan away from them, they were still contenders, and they still made the playoffs, and they went decently far, but they didn't They didn't go all the way. And those two years where he wasn't there, I think 94, he wasn't there the whole season, and I think 95, he came a little toward the end of that season, and they didn't win the championship. The only two years in the 90s they didn't win is when Jordan wasn't there. But And, and it wasn't just all Jordan. You had a stacked team around him. So I... I, I I agree with you. It's all. It's one player is not going to make it, but you're them taking Tavares out of the situation. It, it's it kind of dooms them. Yeah. See, I I don't know. Again, I'm I'm 
not shitting on the guy. He was a great player. But we have another young player that, as of right now, had more points as a rookie than Tavares had as a rookie. So I think we're not bad. We've signed some key pieces lately. Um, I think we'll be all right. I really do. And I don't know, man. <laughs> I just think I just think the way that hockey is, it being that gentleman's type game, for him to sit there and say, don't trade me, don't trade me, don't trade me, he, if he doesn't win in Toronto, this, I think what he did there as it being such a dick move is going to tarnish his legacy. I think he's going to go down in, it, it might, it could be like the Tavares curse more for Toronto now. Well, I think you kind of have to see how they do this season before you, you make that. Oh, absolutely. If I think if in three years they don't win a, and they're going to be hurting for that money, I think in three years, if they don't win a cup in the next three years, this deal is going to, it's going to, it's going to be a, it's going to be a hard on them. Yeah. Well, my prediction is that he ain't going to last those four years if they don't win a championship. I say he, they're going to, I think he'll be traded by like the third year. Within that third yeah. year, he'll be traded if, if it's, if they're not producing. And you got to look at it too. You're a Yankee fan. Yeah. How many Yan- how many players have gone to the Yankees, and they were great players? Jason Giambi is one of my classic examples. Great player in Oakland. He came to New York, and he couldn't he couldn't hack the media. He couldn't do that. Essentially, Toronto is the is the epicenter for hockey. All eyes are on you. Everybody's, you know, the critics are there. The media is there. He he better put up a spectacular season or he's going to be like i said he was low key in new york you you know out of the, out of the yeah because he, he was a, he became a he went from a big fish in a small pond to a big fish in a really big pond yeah that's basic but yeah okay but that, i mean that's just to show you that this i mean if you look at the, the yankees buying players really kind of came about from like 2000 to maybe 2010 and look how many championships they won in that 10 year span one oh, yeah. so just because you get all these big name players doesn't mean they're going to really mesh well and that might happen with Toronto yeah and I think like I said they're not going to be able to hold on to these people and right now I, I know that they uh, William Nylander Nylander whatever it's pronounced he's got a he's a He's a restricted free agent. If I was the Islanders, just to be dicks, I would match the free agent thing just to bump up. If they're going to keep them, they're going to just keep bumping it up. Every time that one of these guys becomes a, a restricted free agent, just put a tenure in for it because we got the money. So, yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's going to be good though in the long run because then they can kind of um, get younger players or get the next big free agent next year, whoever that may be, or. Well, that's that's the one thing I'm very hopeful about. Um, next year, we have a few restricted free agents we need to sign, and if we could probably get them where we would still have a good amount rolling over next year. Next year, there's two big goalies that are going to be free agents. I think one of them's a restricted free agent; the other one's an unrestricted. So, mm-hmm. okay. if we can get one of them, that would that would shore up the goalie position for us wholeheartedly. Right. But okay. we had another big uh, 
unrestricted free agent signing. Yeah. And I, I know that you were uh, kind of talking to me about this and you, you were going to get on your uh, soapbox at this point. I mean, it's almost kind of like what you were saying. Well, not really. Um, LeBron James signed with the LA Lakers this mm-hmm. week. Once again, spitting in the face of Cleveland. <laughs> but he's uh, he's a he, he's not like a Tavares that just kind of stuck around for a while and then just finally said "fuck you." He just if he ain't happy after like a couple years, he moves on. And I, I I just don't I lost respect for the guy about ten years ago when he went on ESPN and he uh, said he was going to the Heat. I thought that was a, oh. a a cowardly bullshit move on him. And then he went back to Cleveland <laughs> after slapping him in the face. And now he's leaving him again for the Lakers. But it doesn't, it, you know, it really doesn't matter because then after that, it, it, the Warriors signed, um, oh, God, his name escapes me. But another all-star. So, I mean, he ain't going anywhere. He's in the West now with the Warriors, and now it's he, he's pretty much going to drown there. Yeah. I mean, you, you definitely know more about basketball. You you, you watch it. Yeah. I know more than me. But, I mean, that, that's the other thing I hate, is that, like, four years, $154 million he made? Mm-hmm. Like, that's ridiculous. That, that, that's just sickening. Wow. But it's back to what you said about loyalty. If you looked when we were growing up, big-name guys barely moved. I think mm-hmm. Barkley was the only one who really made a move. Other than that, but Magic Johnson stayed with the Lakers. Bird stayed with the Celtics. Uh, oh, yeah. David Robinson stayed with the Spurs and, and so on and so forth. And these guys stayed in one spot. And that's and you know what's funny? Barkley is my favorite player of all time. I know. Never won a championship. I know. Jordan beat him in the yeah. finals. <laughs> you know what? Horace Grant fucking fouled Kevin Johnson. No, that's bullshit. Like, I... They shouldn't have won. No, that that's because that was only game six. They would have taken it to seven. Nah, I don't think so. I think so. That 93 Bulls team was, was stellar. Stellar. Come on, the Suns? Suns were a great team. But, I mean, look what happened the next year. They didn't even get, I, don't even, I think they what? They lost in the first round the next year. Yeah. If they were that great of a team, they would have went further than that. But the Rockets pretty much exploded. Yeah. They kind of – but, the, again, it's – it's there's, there's no loyalty in basketball. People move around. Oh, no. Kobe Bryant, no. whether you love him or hate him, the guy stuck around in the Lakers for his whole career. Even when they were terrible, mm-hmm. he stuck around. But, uh, yeah, I guess – I had a big rant about LeBron, but then I saw when uh, the Warriors picked up that guy. I'm like, ah, he ain't going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> He's pretty fucked. <laughs> he went to the West Coast. He's in the Western Division now, and he ain't going anywhere for quite a while. So, good move, Dick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what else? Oh, so um, so NFL. I wanted to talk to you about this. Uh, NFL dot com or uh, yeah, I guess it's NFL dot com. They pulled every player in the NFL. About who, 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 what was that? Current player. Every current player, yes. Okay. Who they would put on the Mount Rushmore for NFL history. Entire history. Okay. Okay. 
It's Tom Brady, Lawrence Taylor, Barry Sanders, and Deion Sanders. Now, what do you... Which I find... I find it absolutely ridiculous. I made my own Mount Rushmore. (laughs) Do you want to hear it? I'm all yours. Okay, so I kind of tried to take one person from every category. I did QB, running back, wide receiver, defense. Okay. Okay. So defense, I put Lawrence Taylor in there. All right. So I, I kind of agree with them on that. Running back, Jim Brown. Very good. From the Browns. A beast. Yes. There's been great running backs since then, but that guy was just, he was a bull. Yeah. And I think he set the standard for the modern day running back. Absolutely. Uh, wide receiver, I put Jerry Rice. All right. That I mean, that guy has records that just aren't going to be touched. For QB, though, I had a little bit of an issue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because these two quarterbacks, so I, I I couldn't decide who because I hate them both. But I had uh, Joe Montana. Okay. I hate Joe Montana, but you can't argue the fact that if even if you never watched football, everyone knew who Joe Montana was. Oh yeah. And uh, my other issue was Tom Brady. And really, you put Brady fucking, on there. I fucking hate Tom Brady. I fucking hate this guy. But you can't deny the fact that almost twenty years now, he's still an elite quarterback, and his team goes either to the AFC Championship or they go to the Super Bowl. And and, and I'm a, I'm a firm believer in the fact that a good quarterback is only as good as the wide receivers around him or the or, or the team around him. This guy had so many wide receivers, so many people on offensive line, and he still fucking wins. So something's there. And again, like I hate Tom Brady. I can't stress that enough. I hate him. Cheating. You're right, and that's going to taint him forever. So that's why I didn't know who to really put there. I mean, if I guess push comes to shove, I had to put Montana, but I didn't want two 49ers on my Mount Rushmore, (laughs) especially ones in the 80s who opposed the Giants a lot. But that would be mine. That would that, that's that's who I kind of was thinking of when I, I heard this was going on. All right. Yeah. I third agree with you on the defense. To me, Deion Sanders absolutely not. No, definitely not. I consider him one of the most overrated players ever. Good. I mean, he was a he was a good player, but I wouldn't put him on Mount Rushmore. No. <laughs> There's so many other people you could have put on there besides him. Absolutely. My three for defense would be Buckus. Okay. It would be uh, Lawrence Taylor. The only thing that taints him is his uh, extracurricular activities. But that's something like that's a hard thing to, to talk about because it's it's like, are you going to judge him for something he did off the field when he wasn't playing anymore? You know, so that, I mean, that's where I, like I said, for a, a linebacker during his time, I think Buckus redid it for his time frame, and yes. then it evolved with Lawrence Taylor 
even more. Absolutely. But my third one would be, and I always liked him, and it's going back to the uh, the 49ers, is Ronnie Lott. That's a good pick. Ronnie Lott, for a, what I would consider a small-statured guy, leveled people. I mean, he was like a human assassin out there. Right. But th- those would be my three, four defense. I, it would be, it would really be like a coin flip. It w- it, it's a really hard decision for me on that. Okay. Um, running back Jim Brown, y- you nailed it. Nice. Nine years in the NFL, he, I, I've said, I've said that he's the greatest player of all time. Because for what he did in nine years, if he ever played, say, and back then, and even in the up until the past maybe 15 years, running backs had a longer shelf life, a much longer shelf life. Oh, yeah. The average length of time for a running back now is like four years. You know, when you have like the, you know, you have some of the mainstays, but then other ones come in and fade out. He's definitely a guy where if you picked him up out of the 50s and placed him in today, would be mm-hmm. still as successful now as he was then, in my opinion. I, I think he... If you ever he watch those been, old old videos of him, holy shit, man. He has the speed of a fullback, but the hitting of a halfback. Yes. Yes. I mean, he, was, well the total, he, was, the, he was the total package. Barry Sanders would be probably a close second because he never had that halfback. Yeah. So I give him a lot of credit on that. But would you put him on Mount Rushmore? What's that? Would you put him on a Mount Rushmore? If Jim Brown wasn't there, absolutely. Yeah, okay. Taking the spot. Okay. Uh, you know, definitely. Well, wide receiver, I'd have to go Rice just because of the the stats. Yeah. His number can speak for everything. You know? Mm-hmm. I think there's other good receivers right now. I think that there could be receivers that are going to pass him. But for right now, with history that it is, I would probably give it to him. Okay, we're on the same page with three of these picks. This is... Yeah. Quarterback, you, you, you kind of gave my sentiment on it for one reason. Brady didn't ever have a really good receiver. I mean, he did have uh, Randy Moss. But for someone who I think never had a really good career receiver, Marino. Really? Yeah. Marino put up some hell of a yards, some stats on terrible teams. That was that was always his downfall is that he was on a Dolphins team, multiple Dolphins teams that just weren't good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was, that's And it's unfortunate because he's such a great quarterback. But I don't know if I'd put him on Mount Rushmore, though. But if I had to pick one, just because of this thing that you said about being on a bad team, but one of my all-time favorite quarterbacks is um, from the old Baltimore Colts. Unitas? Johnny Unitas. Yeah. He was considered for mine. He is just, to me, he he changed that kind of position. Mm -hmm. He was a field general. He, He got stuff done. And he should have beat that hippie Namath. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I would, uh, I would throw, I would throw him on there. So I, I would go in a little bit old school. Yeah, you definitely done a little old school, but I, I, I like Unitas. He was, he was definitely in consideration for the quarterback spot for my Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. 
but I find it funny that they would pick two defensive players with how offensive minded the game is now. I know. I know. I mean, I kind of wish that they did it by like who got the most votes amongst the players. So I guess, you know, obviously everyone probably picked, uh, you know, they probably, everyone probably did the same thing we did, like a quarterback, running back, et cetera. Um, but they should have said, hey, you know, we're going to have a defensive player in there. Let's throw a wide receiver or something like that. But they didn't. The end, though. Um, so moving forward, uh, Daytona is this weekend, right? Yep. We are doing the uh, second race here at Daytona. Um, I can kind of consider this like the second half of the season before the playoffs. Is, so I got because I don't follow NASCAR at all. <laughs> is Daytona like? Because everyone knows Daytona. So is Daytona like like uh, the Super Bowl of racing, or is it just another race? The, the first Daytona, the, the first race of the season is always at Daytona. Okay. So that is like the kickoff to the season, but they, but it's such a prized race. It sets the standards for the rest of the year. That's that's your Super Bowl. So essentially, <clears throat> the Daytona 500 is your Super Bowl. But then this race, they always go, they, some of the tracks, they go to 12 twice. This is, they go back to Daytona. And it's essentially like what I consider this, the second half of the, the regular season before the playoffs. Okay. Well, so what would be like the big, if you had to pick the top two or three races for the whole season, what would they be? Daytona, the first race. Mm-hmm. Um, are you, are you saying popularity or in the, terms the, of importance of importance? It would be the. It would probably be Daytona and well, the last race because that's essentially who calls the championship. Because it all, what happens in the playoffs is a certain amount of drivers get in sixteen, and as each race goes on, it's like tiered. It goes. It gets keeps getting lower and lower, and then the final race of the season, the top four. I think it's the top. No, top three racers race for the championship. Okay. It never used to be that way. It used to just be a complete point system throughout the season, but they changed it up lately. So it it now is like kind of tiered towards the end. Um, but other good races are um, Bristol. It's a very short. It's a short track. Oh, Bristol. Okay, yeah, I've heard of Bristol. It's like a half a mile, and you got like forty cars, like literally banging and beating each other around this half half mile. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally like the uh, road courses. What's that? It's, they, they there's essentially now three three uh, road courses. Um, they have one in California that they just raced at mm-hmm. um, recently. They have one coming up in Watkins Glen, I think, a few weeks, and then they just added this to the playoffs. They have a a regular track, like an oval track, but they cut out the infield to make it a road course, and they call it a roval. So. That's actually in the end of September. I was actually talking to the wife. Her brother lives relatively close to the track. Mm-hmm. I was, and he can get free tickets through his job. To I was pondering if we would go down to see that. It's the first ever time they're doing it. Did she say no? Um, <laughs> she's not for it or not against it. Yet. <laughs> she's not for it, Tom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I don't think she just wants to be uh, down there when, like, no one's home. <laughs> but uh, another good race is it's actually coming up in a few weeks. They, they have three tiers in NASCAR. They have two cars, and then they have a truck series. Yes. The truck series actually races on a dirt track. Okay, I've seen that like, actually before. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a pretty cool race to watch. But, uh, not to not to get away from this, but did you see uh, uh, Orange County uh, Fairgrounds is like really starting to kind of build themselves up again? It's only been uh, about twenty years since then. Yeah, uh, but they're starting to have concerts there, and uh, they have racing there again. Well, they've always had racing. Oh, they did. Racing. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. It's actually the oldest continually running, um, or I don't think it's continually running, but the the farthest back dated um, racetrack in the nation. Really? Yeah, they were one of the first ones, and have still done it till today, of having um, racing there. Hmm. But yeah, the, this this uh, I think in two weeks, uh, Vince Neal's going to be there. Oh uh, yeah, but not with Molly Crew. <laughs> No. <laughs> That's not worth it. <laughs> I think Night Ranger was just there. Mm-hmm. That's who Vince Neal's with. He's he's with Night Ranger, or they or they like opening for Vince Neal. No, I think Vince Neal's opening for them. <laughs> oh man, he's probably like yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> if I just had the other three, it'd be the other way around. <laughs> that his heart. They should be kickstarting his career. <laughs> Night Ranger. I can go see Night Ranger. They have some, uh, a few hits. Yeah. I think they're one of the few, like, 80s bands I haven't seen yet. Yeah, pretty much. Them and Dokken. I'd love to see yeah. Dokken. Did you ever see Warrant? Uh, I have not, and, uh, I cannot no longer see them. <laughs> Do you know that if we have to clone Janie Lane, they may come to me for it? Why? Because... Me and Mr. X went up there once to uh, the Chance and Kids. You got a sperm sample? That too. <laughs> but he actually was drinking a beer on stage, and then he handed it to me. Okay. So me and Janie Lane shared a beer. It yeah, but that was like years Bobby. ago. It'd be gone by now. Unless you kept it. I do have, the, I do have it. Do you really? Yes, I still do. You know, you might want to preserve that somewhere. <laughs> There's some DNA in there. Unless you mm-hmm. did god-awful things to it. I kind of don't want to know if you did that. But So, but yeah, that's uh, the, the fairgrounds. They, they put a lot of money into it. And it's kind of glad. I'm kind of glad that they're uh, bringing back music acts. And I guess the seating there before is like 15000 that's pretty big. That's pretty big. So you know what? They could actually get some maybe good bands there. You know, this was, I think, done very quickly. But I think in maybe next year, year after, it might start turning back into the Monsters of Rock type uh, concerts that used to be there. Well, I would love that, cause especially because it's so close to home. It, I mean, the tra- the distance, I mean, it's like, hey, you want to go see, uh, I don't know, Poison at the fairgrounds? <laughs> At the fairgrounds tomorrow night, and you're like, there's oh, no yeah. really planning. It's like, all right, let's go. Uh, fireworks are going off. Yeah, I got them going off here. Yeah, here too. So, well, all right. I think this show went off with a bang. I, I believe it did. 
There's no what a, what a perfect way to end it. <laughs> yes. Uh, follow, the finale. Yes. Follow us on Twitter, Bull in the Ring PC. Instagram, Bull Ring PC. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes. And if you are a member a member of Spotify, click the follow button on them, and uh, I think they alert you when a new episode comes up. All you subscribers to Spotify out there. So, all right, man. Well, hopefully next week <laughs> we'll be together again because I, I I miss you. I as do I. This uh, I'm getting a little withdrawal. I know. This is gonna be something during the summer. It's gonna be. It's probably gonna be a few Facetimes during the summer because we're just so busy. So. Oh yeah. But. Uh, oh, before we go, I'd like to throw out one quick shout out. Yes, come on, give a shout uh, out. A few weeks ago, we were in uh, Coney Island, which we will talk about eventually. But uh, yeah, we never <laughs> we never told that day. <laughs> I hope we can remember everything when we finally do it. <laughs> yes, but um, we went to one of our favorite cigar spots down in Hoboken. Yes, Hoboken and Premium Cigars. A very good cigar there now. So if anyone is in the New York metropolitan area, please take the path. To uh, Hoboken and go to the uh, Hoboken Cigars and get a Brooklyn Brooklyn Brawler cigar. It is fantastic. He's it, given us a lot support lately. Yeah, so I'd like to give him a big shout out. Yeah, those guys love us and we love them right back. They're a, they're a great place. They're very friendly there. Very yeah. friendly. Like they they came over. They want they asked if we wanted a, uh, some scotch. I think it was. Uh huh. Um. Everyone there is just so cool and so laid back. Like you really kind of feel so comfortable when you go in there. And again, yeah, it's called Hoboken Brawler Cigar, and yep. it's fucking excellent. It's it's a it's I'm not bullshitting when I'm saying this. It's a really good cigar. It's very smooth. Um, and yep. it's a, and it's a long smoke too. Like I think about yep. an hour it took to smoke it. Oh, absolutely, fantastic. They did a really good job, and uh, you know you. It's the Brooklyn Brawler. <laughs> yeah. Anyone who's a fan of yeah. 80s wrestling knows. Them a free plug. We give them a free plug. Yeah. They're, so. they're big fans of ours, and we're big fans back. Yep. So, so. I, I was going to say something I completely forgot, but oh well. <laughs> so, but all right, man. All right. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Again, Twitter, Bull in the Ring PC, Instagram, Bull Ring PC, rate and review us, and uh, all that good shit. So until next week, uh, this is Joe signing off, and it's me. Bye. All right. It's Tom. All right. Goodbye.